Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Wow. I hope you are having as glorious of a day as I am. I happen to be recording this from sunny Miami, uh, where I am celebrating one of my dear friends' 40th birthday parties. Now, I was supposed to get in on my flight in time to be alone here in Miami, and I planned to just pile through a bunch of work. And and that may seem kind of crazy to do work while on vacation, but I adore working. I I love working and working with a view sounds fantastic. Well, turns out my flight got canceled. That's never happened to me. And it did, it happened. And I wasn't able to fly out until the next morning and it erased my work time. Now here I am having to feed it in while on vacation and other people are here and I'm having complete FOMO. And you may think, Tina, why are you still recording? while you're on vacation. And my answer is because I said I would, because I promised myself and you may not care, but I do. I promised myself that I would be putting out a podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. I've announced it. I've shared it with many people in person. And I made that promise to myself Now, I love that I can work from anywhere, but I don't always choose to, right? But here I am recording this show happily, super happily, and I love this topic today, but I just wanted to start out with that. A, to tell you where I am, it's awesome. My view is of the ocean. We're right on the water. I'm on the 17th floor. The view is amazing. You may hear some background noise, and I don't care. Uh, so this is the best, totally the best. Now we're going to dive into a topic that has been one that I have been living in and living outside of, uh, this cycle, uh, many times throughout my business. And it's one that I love to be able to go back to. And actually the book that I will reference throughout this episode is one that I will reread. Now there's, there's very few books that I will reread. But this is a good, like every three years or so to get the little reminder, or maybe when you're feeling off. So the title of this episode, as I'm sure you have already seen, is Are You in the Sell It, Do It Cycle? And of course, I will explain, but some of you may be already thinking, oh, yes, that is me. I'm in this kind of um, hamster wheel in my business, and I do not feel like I am getting ahead. Now, here, here's a stat for you. Uh, each year, Americans start 1 million new businesses. 
Now this book is a little old and this is from the, the book. And so maybe this has changed a little through, you know, where our economy is now or not, but, but let's just say, you know, for, uh, for the sake of uh, numbers and, and all that, that this is still true at the moment. Now I can't imagine it real, you know, being too far off one way or the other, but 1 million new businesses are started each year. Now that sounds really, really cool. And like the total American dream, but the reality is that only uh, about 20% of those businesses make it past that five year mark. Now, if I had on here, you know, hundred different business owners in and talk to them about, you know, how long their business lasted or what was the reason why it didn't, or it did, we would get such an array of answers of why that business did not complete that five years or the reason why it did move into those five years. There'd be so different. I could not write a book on <laughs> this is exactly how you make it past five years because there are so many different variables for every industry, for every human. And some people actually choose, right? They choose not to make it through five years. I think a lot of that is, is choice. And so is it a fail? Not necessarily. It maybe have been just truly an experience. And that is why, uh, a reason why they did not expand. So 20% of businesses go past that five years. Now, what this book uh, gets into is more on the stats and a focus on how very specific businesses are able to focus a little bit different, especially in your, the, if you're in the sell it and then do it cycle. So if you have surpassed the five year mark, bravo, like give yourself a whole pat on the back. I remember desiring to reach this milestone when I started, because I had heard this stat way back then. And I thought, wow, I know that I will have made it if, or I should say when I make it past that five years. And when we did, I celebrated like crazy. We had a huge celebration, that five-year mark, inviting all of our friends and family and our clients. We had music and food and, and we celebrated, we celebrated ourselves and the people that helped us. Uh, get there. Now, although we reached that huge milestone, we reached that spot, we reached that kind of peak uh, in business, I was still suck, like stuck. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Uh, but I was stuck in this cycle of sell it and then do it. And it left me and my staff exhausted and frustrated and like unable to like feel like we got ahead and no matter how hard we tried or what thing we developed or what thing we did, like it, it just felt like a stuck spot. Now, sure. Our income, like our gross income was really great, uh, but the cycle wasn't like we would bring on a new client, uh, my marketing company, and we would bring on a new client and it just didn't feel like it really moved the needle a whole lot. And so I was feeling this way. And stuck in this spot until I read and applied, that's the important part, the applied application, uh, the book Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. So he has also written a book called Profit First. And I also really recommend you read that book too. 
Now, the inspiration behind this book and this change and everything for Mike was a pumpkin pumpkin farmer, which I think is just quite funny. But wow, can we take analogies, right? And just run with them. And he totally does in this book. Now, I won't give away every little piece. I do also highly recommend that you read this book and maybe look at this as like a cliff notes. And I will also be sharing stories uh, within kind of the benchmarks or the um, more of the topics that he addresses. So Mike, after reading an article about a local farmer who had dedicated his life to growing gigantic pumpkins, uh, he realized that the same process could be applied to growing a business. He tested this plan on his own company and transformed it into a remarkable multi-million dollar industry leader. So what is this plan? There are really three different areas that we'll dive into. The first one is plant the right seeds. And this is right from his book. It says, don't waste time doing a bunch of different things just to please your customers. Instead, identify the thing you do better than anyone else and focus all your attention and your money and time figuring out how to grow your company doing that one thing. Now, I have a really cool story actually applies currently uh, to my doTERRA business. Uh, This story is about my dear friend, Naomi Norse, and I interviewed her on episode 66 on all about friendship and how to work with friends. And I I really go tune in. It doesn't apply to this story, but you'll just totally adore her and love her. And she's so super great on there. And I, I really do desire to have her on again to discuss this topic that I'm going to just tease you with uh, for her to unpack even more. Uh, she uh, is incredible and has incredibly dialed in on her niche. So when she came into uh, my, my life uh, and even before she came into doTERRA, she was a makeup artist, an incredible makeup artist. And she still does makeup uh, for seniors, uh, as in seniors in high school, uh, for photographers and, and such, um, but has moved really fully into her business in doTERRA now. Well, so back when she was uh, in makeup, of course, she is so in uh, to beauty, but even more so natural beauty and bringing out the highlights of someone and not covering up, right, more, more things about them. And so When she stepped into doTERRA, it's really easy to step into a business that's already established like doTERRA and want to create something that's like everybody else and not even want to, but feel that that's the only way. And so after, you know, a year or more, uh, we had come together and I love strategizing with my leaders and working with them. We had come together to say, why not fully step into natural beauty not with makeup because doTERRA doesn't sell makeup, but just an overall presence of natural beauty and having that be the topic of your discussions and the topic of her classes that she presents, the topic of her one-to-ones with people, the topic of webinars, of her social media, of her email marketing, of her welcome gifts, like everything that she does. And what's really cool about this is this doing this, niching down in such a way on 
on, on, on something like this, right. That everything you do revolves around this and it doesn't look like anyone else or how they're doing it is that it doesn't require Naomi to figure out every product that doTERRA carries. I don't even know how many, but hundreds of different, um, you know, essential oils and products that we have that, you know, some leaders, some, you know, uh, wellness advocates know everything <laughs> or, you know, attempt to know everything about all the products and address all these things and nothing wrong with that. They may be just taking a clearly just like a natural health approach, wellness coach type approach, but with how Naomi has really dialed in is that she really, <laughs> she knows a lot more, but she would really only need to learn about the products that are going to help your skin and help your anti-aging and help, you know, right with skincare. And so she can really apply without even knowing she may be listening to this thing. And I didn't even know about this, um, but she could really dial in on, you know, planting the seeds, right? Don't waste time doing a bunch of different things just to please your customers. Now, if a customer comes to her, and is talking to them about natural skincare. What's really cool about doTERRA is that we do have the option for them to, you know, dial in and, and grab up more products, but she could actually hand them off to get education from someone else within our team without her feeling like she has to produce another product or service uh, or develop knowledge based on the topic that they need. I hope that makes sense. Now, another way in which I did this at at Tenacious was we, um, we also developed websites. Now, if I was to even dial back a little bit more, I wouldn't have, I would not have offered this, but we had someone on staff. He was really great. Um, but I didn't like the process of developing a website. It took way too long. There were roadblocks that came up over and over and over again. And two of those, uh, blocks where that customers really didn't know what they wanted when they came in, they were looking at you as the resource, as, as the expert. And so I would create a strategy around that. And so would my uh, employees creating a brand strategy around it. So instead of handing the customer straight off to the web programmer, uh, they had already worked with a marketer and a designer to help them develop the brand even more. Uh, because not every person has the skill set to do every one of those steps. And another thing that we did is we wrote the content for our clients. It was just part of their package. And so it was an expectation because that was something that also holds up the process within web design. And I say that and I'm laughing. I wish you could actually see me because I have been sitting with an entirely stagnant website because of my content. Now, my web programmer, they've definitely just, you know, said they will write my content and I just, I can't release it. It's just probably a really big control issue. Anyways, um, so websites was something that we just changed the process with. Um, and we, we, we offered something and, and required that someone, you know, work with us in that capacity. So plant the right seeds. Don't waste your time doing a bunch of different things just to please your customers and do the things that you enjoy doing and where you can focus all of your time on. Now, next piece. So that was plant the right seeds, right? The next one is weed out the losers. <laughs> now, hang with me here. In a pumpkin patch, uh, a small rotten pumpkins, they stunt the growth of the big healthy ones. So small pumpkins, they rot 
and they, they make the healthy ones do the same kind of crazy, right? The same is true of customers. Figure out which customers add the most value and provide the best opportunity for sustained growth and then ditch the worst of the worst. So uh, a story I have for you here is uh, from Tenacious. And uh, we were at most the time that I owned this business, we accepted just about every client. And it was because there was a need I, I wanted and desired to have more work for, for my employees. And I wanted even a bigger team. I enjoyed having uh, more people around me and, and working uh, for, for our clients. I just loved it. And one type of client that we just like kept vowing we would never take on more of was a client that was had a board associated with it. So uh, for example, a nonprofit, you know, a lot of times you don't just have one point person, you have an entire board that you're working with. And this becomes overly complicated. And there are many voices and many opinions and it, it, it became really difficult. And so instead of saying no boards, like at all, like no boards and getting really strict on that or really controlling on that, we decided to develop different questions that we would ask and develop more requirements that we would have from that board. One of those things was that they had to have one point person and they had to come to us with final decisions that they had heard back already from all of the people that would have formed an opinion or they would weigh their opinion in instead of one person saying something and then us making a change or an edit and then it being presented to this person and then then having an opinion. It just really cut down the time that we would uh, would have been wasted or we did waste in the past. And so we identified that problem and then we sourced that solution with, with really dialing in the questions and such that we would uh, have, you know, <laughs> not asked in the past. Now, is that totally weeding out the losers, quote unquote? Yeah, it did. Because if someone wasn't willing to do that process, then we passed on them. And I have several examples where we did and a couple of them came back and said, no, we really actually still want to work with you. We'll play, we'll play the way you want us to play in your playground. So last one is nurture the winners. So <laughs> we've planted the right seeds, we're weeding out the losers, and then now we're nurturing those winners. So once you figure out who your best customers are, blow their minds with care. Discover their unfulfilled needs, innovate to make their wishes come true, and over-deliver on every single promise. I love this. Think about how you would feel if you had a and someone that you were working with and they did this, right? They discovered the needs that you had, unfulfilled needs. They really helped your wishes come true, and they over-delivered every single time. I just, that I, my jaws kind of dropped. I would love that experience myself. So why wouldn't I want to give that to my own customers? So at 
tenacious once again, we decided to develop a small business conference. It was something that I felt was lacking in our local area, in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, uh, that uh, a place that really spoke to the solo, even maybe micro business owner that they really couldn't afford our daily services at Tenacious. And they probably shouldn't be uh, handing those services off anyways at that time of their business. And so we wanted to develop this conference that would help them create that foundation and would help them really figure out what are the pieces I need to get into place so that at some point I could hire this type of thing out, whatever that thing may be that they're not wanting to do. And so when we developed this conference, we really sat down and said, what are the gaps? What are the holes? What are the things that are unsteady in the foundation of micro slash small business owners, solo business owners, personality driven business owners? Like what is, what are those things? And we found that it was a lot. It was a lot of different stuff. And a conference just made sense. A conference made sense to help them take that next right step and help them fill in some of those foundational pieces. And I still hear stories to this day, five plus years later, about how people made a change. It was like what happened before the before conference and what happened after and how much their lives and business, business have changed. Now, how could I apply that nurture the winners to something like I'm in now doTERRA or just any MLM. Now you really can't tell people, no, I won't sell to you, especially if you've got a link just hanging out on your Instagram, but you don't need to give every single person the same experience. Really again, go back and identify the places that you want to plant the seeds, right? We didn't know what the losers We're nurturing the winners now. Now, here's the thing about this piece, about this nurture the winners, especially in an environment where you're selling a product. It is a really easy, so easy to sell that initial product. For me, it's selling, you know, a basic starter kit and someone's starting out with an essential oil starter kit. Now they've got them and we can plug them into all these different areas with online courses, uh, you know, a, a consult right away when they get their products so they know how to use them. But what happens six months from now or when they forget, you know, even 45 days out, like why they were using that item or they just haven't really made it a part of their life, they will find a solution to whatever problem they came to you with from someone else, someone else that's right there in front of them. And so my goal here with nurturing the winners, the people that I see taking those next right steps with oils and natural health is walking through the process with them, you know, 45 days from now, 90 days from now, six months from now, and being ever present in their life, whether that's being just connected via phone, sending them a gift, uh, making sure to take them for coffee and treating every single one of those people, those winners, uh, like I am like their personal health, like assistant, which feels really good to me. And it goes back to that discover unfulfilled needs, 
innovate to make their wishes come true and over deliver on every single promise. I think about when I first started with doTERRA essential oils, you know, nearly, I think like seven years ago, my life is very different now. And of course I'm in, engulfed. I'm, you know, saturated uh, with uh, doTERRA and the knowledge of it, but my customers aren't, they have different solutions, uh, different needs that need a solution. They may not even be thinking about doTERRA for that because when they first learned about doTERRA, they didn't have that. They didn't have that need. So I, I love these three topics, the planting the right seeds, weeding out the losers and nurturing the winners. And I highly recommend that you dive into this book, pumpkin plan, no matter what your business is, because I believe that this will give you some tools to help you not only get to that five-year mark, but really flourish through it and be able to pay yourself and not just continue that whole cycle of sell it, do it, sell it, do it, but to enjoy the process and enjoy who you're working with and enjoy what you're doing in so many ways. I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you are able to apply uh, these, this, these lessons, this lesson uh, to your business right away. And I would love to carry on that conversation. You can head over to Instagram at Tina Pettis and let's chat over there. And I would absolutely love if you would just take a moment to leave a review here on the podcast, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, there's a place for you to leave a review. And what that does is it lets me know, Hey, that you're listening, which I absolutely love to hear, but it also helps other people look at reviews and know, is this the right spot for me? Like, is this a podcast that I should take time uh, to listen to? Just like when you're buying a new pair of shoes, like you go and look at the reviews right away. Right. And see like too small, too wide, buy too big, blah, blah, blah. I want people to know like they're in the right spot. So I'd love for you to leave a review and we'll back, be back here again this week. And we'll be chatting on another super fun topic. So I can't wait for you to tune in and to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Tina Talks.